You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle here in the building, baby. Getting ready to bring you all the smoke, all the fire, because we are the hottest talk in the 219. We are the hottest talk anywhere in any sports genre. We're there. We're hot. We're on flames. Any we're of on them. fire. Any <laughs> of yeah, them. Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're on fire. But that's a good thing. Well, uh, you just had to go to the doctor for that, didn't you? You did, but because we're the sizzle, <laughs> we're immune to any burning. Oh, yeah, we're we're immune to any burning. That's, that's it. what I yeah. Because we're hot like fire. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Hey, I'm, I'm immune to any burning. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, sir. <laughs> You know what it is. It's time for you to like, subscribe, and share. If you have not liked, subscribed, and shared, please feel free to do so. Hit the button, like the content, get the notification when it pops up, and make sure that you're sharing the sizzle with everyone. And remember, once you share the sizzle with everyone, they are inoculated too. They can't be burned either. It's an amazing thing. Well, yes, well, can't yeah. be burned and we can always be on fire. That's right. Always find <laughs> us at any platform. You can find us at yeah. hashtag Iron Skillet Sports. You can find us anywhere that you are. There we are. Hit the buttons below. Hit, hit the, the button, button above. There's some videos to watch. There's some content to take. 150 in. videos to watch. Hey, baby. We doing the thing. We got we a boatload of videos. We, do we it talk like you. this all the time. Yes, we do. And make sure that you are getting in on the talk. So, Jay, let's talk about something that we said we were going to talk about last episode, that we yeah. were going to talk about Kobe White and where he fits with this team moving forward, where Kobe White fits in with the Bulls. But there's some more information we got to talk about also about Laurie Marketing and something mm. that's coming up right now, which may affect the fit of Kobe White, Zach Levine, and Nikolai Vujicic. So it's a lot that we got to talk about in a little bit of time. But uh -huh. let's just talk about right now, Jay. What do you see as Kobe White's fit with the Chicago Bulls? Oh, do I have to answer that question? Oh, but, yeah, at some point. So. <laughs> I think they're trying to make Kobe White fit. I okay. think they're trying to say, Kobe, no, you really can't play point guard. We've got Vucevic here now. We got a big man. We've got Zach Levine. Look over there. And we even have Patrick Williams. He's going to be great. So, Kobe, if you just change your life, you know what Kobe did recently that no, makes me know that he's got something going on? You ever see guys when they change their number, like they start changing, you know, I'm going to change my number to get a fresh start? Right. I already cut his hair. <laughs> You know. And I'm not, and you know, when some people, when they cut their hair, they do those, those hairstyles, right. you know what I'm saying? They, they got, it's, it's a new me, like Stella that got their groove on, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So we wonder if Kobe tried to get his groove back because we're looking at a guy right now who should be able to run the point for the Chicago Bulls, mm -hmm. but he's not a point guard. Let's get that together. He's not a point guard. Now, are you going to have two two guards out there playing for you? Yes. Can Kobe run the offense? Don't know. But you see Carsonovas, who thinks he can, because, hey, we got a court, guys. He's one of our courts. They even put him in into the promo for the Chicago Bulls. Right? He's right in the middle. He's, he's one of the core guys. I guess they can't trade a guy who's in the middle of the court. But – 
this is a guy, and I'm still going to say it like I said it before, this guy is not a point guard. He is not one. Mm -hmm. And the Bulls are going to suffer from that fact. They need to get an actual point guard here to play point. Yes, we've seen Kobe White explode a few times. Yes, we've seen that. But we've also seen him dribble the ball off his shoe. We've also seen him throw the ball. We've also seen him have bad clock management, bringing the ball up. We've had to see a lot. Why? Because he's not a point guard. Point guards are created. Most guys who've been playing point have been playing point guards since they were seven years old because they were the best ball handlers on the team. And they saw the floor better than anybody, put the ball in his hand because he's going to be dribbling the ball most of the time. He is not that guy. He's a two-guard. That's what he is, and that's what he's going to be. And until the Bulls actually get this figured out, I don't know if the Bulls are going to see any forms of a championship in the East. Now, it's funny that you have someone like Kendall Gill who says the whole thing about a point guard is, is kind of a fallacy because it's it's a position that is a mentality. Any guard can be a point guard if they have the right mentality. But I will counter with Kendall Gill on this point. I don't think that any guard can just go and say, okay, I've got ball handling skills. To your point, Jay, I have time management skills. I know time and place. I know how to thread the needle. I know how to set guys up, put them right in their right position. So wherever they like to take their shot, that's what I can do. The question now is with a Kobe White. And tell me if I'm wrong, Jay. I thought about Monte Ellis when he was playing with the Golden State Warriors. Monte Ellis may be more skilled, uh, a higher level skill than Kobe White. But just a wild cannon. He was just an offensive, give him the ball, let him run, just let him do his thing. And that's primarily what he did. He just went out there and just scored. And the Warriors never got anywhere until you got an establishment. It was when you get Steph Curry in that now everything changes. And now you're looking at Monte Ellis and you're saying, not only is he expendable, but... Mm, he's not really a point guard. I don't know what he is, but he's not a point guard. And so when I look at Kobe White, I look at a seventh pick that, to your point, the same thing when you would talk about Patrick Williams, and I think it's even worse because he's the fourth pick, but you're trying to make something out of a seventh pick. If you picked him number seven, he should, if he's in the top 10, he should be something. But for some reason, it seems like the Bulls just love score. They... They fall in love with the collegiate tape. And I don't know if they know what can go forward from there. The Bulls gave Kobe White 36 starting chances at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. 36. If I do the math right, that's nearly half of a basketball season. Mm -hmm. Nearly half. And then you had to go bring in the veteran. Sadoransky. Why? Because Kobe White, even though he averaged 16 points per game, look at did it Yeah, he averaged 16 points per game, but he was sporadic. He'd right. go off the no 30, consistent. and then the next game he'd get five, mm-hmm. or he'd dribble it off his shoe, or he would throw it out into the second row somewhere, or he couldn't get him into the offensive flow, or it was bad clock management. Any of these things. The reason why you run Thomas Sadoransky out there, because he gave you a better option 
and a better chance to win basketball games. Kobe White is a guy who can be in the league for a long time, but he's probably not going to play point guard. And if he is going to play point guard, he's going to be coming off your bench. Now, can he turn himself into a score? Is it possible? I don't know. I don't see him. He has quickness, but he doesn't have blazing quickness. He's a fast runner, but he's no, and I'm going to say this, put this out there so I don't nobody throw stuff at me, right? But he doesn't have the quickness of a Trey Young. He doesn't have the quickness of, 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 of Beal. He doesn't have the quickness of a Westbrook. He doesn't have the quickness of a Stephen Curry. When you see that one step, come guard me one-on-one, I'm going past you. You better not guard me one-on-one. I'm going past you. CP3, you better not guard me one-on-one or I'm going past you. We have not seen Kobe White able to break people down off the dribble and probe that inner area where a point guard needs. Look, there is a capable point guard cannot be locked up one-on-one. Right. Cannot be. From the time you play point guard, from the time you're seven years old, all the way through grammar school, into high school, into college, a point guard has to be able to break down the guy who's defended him. If he cannot break that guy down, then the offense doesn't get started. Now you have to start doing things which the Bulls are not good at, is running those high pick and roll screens up top with Kobe White because when he gets the return pass, he's not good enough to attack down the basket and you hit the floaters a la Ja Morant. We see John Morant because he's so – you know John Morant's so dangerous? Because he's dangerous at 12 feet. Mm-hmm. He's dangerous at 12 feet. He will hit – throw that floater up on you, which all you can, young kids, if you're watching this right now, please, it's called a floater. Learn how to shoot it. It's called a jump hook for you big men out there. Go back, please, watch 1975 basketball, 85 basketball. They got some of it. It's old and grainy, but they, they actually, it's, a, it's called a mid-range game. Right. A mid-range game. Get it into your arsenal. You saw what John Morant was able to do in his second playoff game because he has a mini game. Now, we saw Kobe White. We did. We talked about Kobe White early in the season, earlier this year, where we looked at his shot chart, and Kobe White, it looked like Stephen Curry was out there shooting. Mm-hmm. He was all behind the arc, and he was letting it fly. Unless you're going to be hitting that at a high percentage, a high clip by 48, 49, 50, you need to get to the paint. And if you get to the paint, you'll draw those defenders to you. Now you can dish it off. I'd rather see him with far more assists than turnovers. He needs to have double assists over his turnovers. And we see a lot of times it was just the opposite. You know, it's funny when you just mentioned John Morant, a John Morant who in a playoff game almost put up 50 points, 47 points, going and playing hard, doing what, and giving Utah everything they needed to get. He was giving it to them. He was giving yeah, it now. The business. Donovan Mitchell came back, gave them the business on the other end with Rudy Gobert doing his oh, thing. Gobert, oh, Gobert. Oh, massive, massive man, block. Man. Just man, man. block. Just, that was a man they, block that he put. Time up. after time after time. Oh, the, oh, we, oh, we stuffed uh, uh, John Morant at the rim? Dude. But, 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 okay, 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 now. Here is my point exactly, right? John Morant turns the corner, leaves the guy that he's got going, and now he's one-on-one with Rudy Gobert. Was he looking to kick the pass off? Was he looking to do a scoop? No. He came in cocked back, and he was coming to put it on top of Rudy Gobert's head. Now, Now, right? 
Mm-hmm. Let's see if Kobe White is going to turn that corner like that. And he sees a Rudy Gobert type-ish. Is he going to go slam on Rudy Gobert? Is that what he's going to That is the difference. That is the absolute difference between a true point and a guy who's trying to play the position. He knew he came downhill. He broke that guy down, came downhill. It was him one-on-one, and John Morant went to go put it to him. Now, he got stymied, but he wasn't. He knew he was going to – here it is. Gobert is one of the top defensive players of all time. All time. All, all time. time. And you go down the lane and challenge Gobert, and to his point, Gobert did no, 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 no. You no dunky on no, me. No soup for you. You keep you take that back with you. We go in that direction. No soup for right? you. No yeah. soup for you. All right. And and you know you you can't even get in line to buy no soup. No. But it's that mentality that John Morant has. It's that bounce that John Morant ha- John Morant has that we don't see out of Kobe. Kobe White is a has physical gifts, great physical gifts, right? But where is the mentality that I'm just going to come and put it to you? Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to have. And this is one thing the Bulls do not have. They do not have a killer instinct. They do not. If Look, the greatest line I ever heard, and I want to say it was in The Founder. Uh, that, was a, that was a movie about Ray Kroc. Uh, the founder of McDonald's, and there was a line in there he says, he tells the guy, he says, if my enemy was drowning, I will take a water hose and put it in his mouth and turn it up. He says, would you do the same? And the guy he was talking to said, no, I wouldn't do it. And and Ray Kroc says, that's why you lose. And, and that, you know, that was quotes there. I, I, you have to want to put the water holes in a drowning man's, uh, drowning yeah. enemy's mouth and turn on the water. That's point, what you have to be. The question is, I think the bigger question for all of these Bulls players, not just Kobe, all of the Bulls players at this point, the question is, and this is Zach and Levine included, are the Bulls players just inherently soft? Is it a soft team? Is this a team where if your main score, if your guy can't be your dog of the team, then you got a problem. I mean, when you look at Damon Lillard, you look at all of these teams, these clubs, even with John Morant, when their their dog is their alpha, their alpha is their dog, can put the team on their back, carry you through. I like Zach, but Zach can't put the team on. We have anecdotal information for two seasons now. Zach can't put the team on his back and carry you through. If I can remember correctly, he only did it against what the Charlotte Hornet? Yeah, some of that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let's go up the food chain in the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. You know what mentality they have up there? Gar packs. You still have packs. You still have packs. Oh no, he played with he played with Michael Jordan. He was a great shooter. He was this, that, and the other. Yeah, but when you had a coach in here and Tom Thibodeau, who did you didn't exactly see eye to eye, who had these guys playing hard, those Tom Thibodeau teams played hard. And if you didn't play hard for Tom Thibodeau, he sat you down. He'd run a seven man rotation. When you had J- Jimmy Butler in here. Mm-hmm. 
when you had Jimmy Butler in here, a dog. Now you run into a situation down in Miami. He just don't. He doesn't have the people to come with him. But when you had that dog here, you let that dog go. You know why you let that dog go? Because they didn't fit your mentality. It's still that same mentality now that's pouring down like syrup over pancakes. When you pour, hit the top pancake, that you pour enough of that syrup, it's going to cover all the other ones too. It's the same mentality going on right now. You're trying to win a game through X's and O's when you need to be bringing a baseball bat and just smash the board. You got to bring killers in here. You got to bring guys in here that want to win more than they want to live. You got to bring guys in here like that. You don't really have those guys on this team. And you know why I know you don't have these guys on this team? Because of that pick at number four. Yeah. That yeah, pick that at a, number four. That, that was mentality. A that was a killer give mentality. Me, give me open, topping. Give me somebody. Now, is he playing? Okay, yeah. Give me a guy in here who's going to come in here and fight, who's not afraid, but you give me a guy who, like I said, I don't know him personally. I'm not saying, and I'm just criticizing play right now. I'm not criticizing the person. Who is not a dog? Mm. Who is not coming in there to fight? And you pick that guy to be the quote-unquote leader of your franchise is somewhere down the line. Why? Because he can guard all five positions. Yeah, and mad shout-out to Tom Thibodeau and to the Knicks going in, putting in work. Mad shout-out to oh. you. I salute you, D-Rose, going in, putting Jeez. in that work. That 26 Rose. put the Knicks on his back, pulled him through, even when Randall was having a bad game. Let me tell you something. Taj Gibson, R.J. Barrett, Taj. these guys have come up. They've stepped up. These are dogs. That's what a dog is now. Taj Gibson looks like he's going to die at any moment on that court. At any point? Any moment. <laughs> his, it could happen. His number's too heavy. It, yeah. That number, what is he wearing, 67? That's yeah, how old he feels. He's, you know? he's running around there like a lineman. You don't wear that kind of number. Nobody knows who he, you are, but he, shout out he, to he, you. He is running around like he's a guard. But here's yeah. the thing about, right? When they were in trouble, what did they go do, right? When they were down, when they were down uh, at halftime, what did the Knicks go do? They went and got D Rose. And yep. they started him. And they said, D-Rose, we know you are a dog. Bring us back. And what did D-Rose do? Southside Chicago, baby. Ingle Hood. Ingle mm. Hood. Simeon. Yep. He went out there. This is what we do. Why? Because that's what he's been doing since he was seven years old. Mm. Is playing the point and scoring and distributing the basketball and taking it to the basket when he needed to and breaking people down. And right? dreaming about doing it, really wanting right. to do it. I don't know if a Kobe White relishes that, but let's talk about one thing before because we, we talked about it, we teased it, but we got to talk about this. One of the things going on right now is that there's talk in the league that the Dallas Mavericks, who, by the way, have put the smackdown on the Clippers, okay. a two-piecer, a two they've been giving it two the L.A. Clippers. Uh, looks like Kawhi's getting ready to change. What a biscuit with a pack of honey. Yes. <laughs> looks like Kawhi will be changing jersey soon. This is bad. They keep attacking their big man. He has nothing to do. Ty Lewis just sitting there like, somebody please help us. Please help please. us. Yeah. And Where, they got it out there. Ty Lue keeps looking down the bench see if LeBron's going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> just hoping that he runs through the door. But is Brian Brian coming? <laughs> let's look at this. If the Mavericks are enamored with Laurie marketing, yeah, okay, 
And I give you a package that maybe gives me a late first rounder. You get Dallas's first rounder, and then you get someone like Jalen Brunson or something, just anything right now as a package. You move it over. Do you work a sign and trade now immediately with the Dallas Mavericks to send Luca somewhere? Who they who they getting for? Who they getting for? Who they getting? It really, you know, Dallas doesn't have a lot of assets. So to that point, it's not a lot they have. The only thing they can offer is some draft compensation, and maybe you get some a backup point guard. You know, if you gave me a couple of second round picks, let's say you gave me a number one pick this year, and maybe two second round picks, some future picks, and something else. Maybe Jalen Brunson, because that's about it. You know, would you, you don't want Maxi Kleber. You don't want any of those other guys. You don't want any of their old men. Uh, what you going to do with Tim Hardaway Jr.? I mean, so I no, don't know no, what no. Dallas has to offer, but do you explore that as a movement piece for Laurie Marketing? No, because you got to get something for Laurie Marketing. If he has this potential, you got to get a piece back for Lori Marketing. You get look here, give up something else. You know what I'm saying? You got to give up a second round draft pick or something like that, plus Lori Marketing to get a piece because Lori Marketing still has potentiability. I say another sizzle word I just made. New up. sizzle that word. This is a guy who has a yeah, potentiability. What is potentiability? He has the potential that he might actually reach the ability that we think he actually has potentially. That's what that means. Now, Lori Marketing could go to a team and all of a sudden find what he needs and become that offensive juggernaut that we believe he could have been. However, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm hoping other people do think that's going to happen. Now, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going down to the Mavericks because the Mavericks don't have enough to give back to the Chicago Bulls. To the Chicago Bulls, who do you want down there? You're all right. They're not giving up either one of the guys that you want. So there's nothing you can do down there. I think the route that they're going to go, which I believe they're going to go, I think they're going down to the New Orleans Pelicans, and I think they're going to go down here and try their darndest to go get Lonzo Ball. That's what I think they're going to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Lori Marketing and a Kobe White going down there. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, the sauce. Oh, the intrigue. Oh, 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 the travesty. Did you just say a twofer? A twofer. Send them both. Because you're not winning with either one of them. Mm. You're not winning. You're not winning with Lori Marketing, and you're not winning with Kobe White. You're not going to do it. Package them up and make them Lonzo Ball. Now you run. Now you run. Now you run Lonzo Ball out there. Now you got. Now you got a, a, a All Star center. Now you got an All Star guard, and now you have a natural. And now you have an actual point guard. Mm -hmm. You got three pieces now, right? We right. need to make some things work. Is Patrick Williams going to come out and be what he's going to be? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? But Laurie Marketing's already showed you what Laurie Marketing is. He is what he is. Mm -hmm. And Kobe White, you gave him 36 chances to be your starting point guard, and he – no bueno. No bueno. Why? Because he wasn't consistent. Now you see Alonzo Ball, who he and his brother both have figured out that they couldn't shoot the ball off their left shoulder, and both of them 
have moved that ball toward their right side and Lonzo even more so. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now he's a deep ball threat. And we know he can take you off the dribble. We know he's going to get down to the basket. We know he's going to play defense. We know he's going to rebound. He makes your team instantly better. And guess what he doesn't do? He doesn't sit your bench like these other two guys have done when you needed them. They both sat Laurie Marketing and Kobe White were both sitting on the bench and not starting. These guys, you know why they weren't starting? Because they didn't deserve to start. Mm. That's why. Package two of those guys off. Get them out of here. Get Lonzo Ball in here if you can. Let's go. Mm. Mm. I won't even talk about the fact there, there are some inherent issues. One of the inherent issues that we're, we're looking at is that Lonzo Ball it hasn't had the greatest track record with health, but Neva has Laurie Marketing. Okay, and so, and so, is Laurie, and, so is Laurie Marketing have it? Yeah. So you go back to this whole point where you get, you're trading one injured player for another. But the other issue is you know that the Bulls ain't going to be able to guard nobody. I mean, it's bad enough now with Booth and with Zach. So now you're going to throw. The only thing you're going to have is, is ball. And thank God, you better hope he stays healthy. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Is Lori Mar- Marketing guarding anybody? Yes. No. Seat on the bench. No. He guards that seat on that it's bench It's Kobe. Well. We, and we know Kobe White can't guard nobody. Kobe White can't We've stay seen in front Co- of anybody healthy. We talked, we laughed about that at Hook and Reel. We were talking about <laughs> D-Rose. It was like, can D-Rose stay in front of anybody no, D. Rose is in his 30s and has been an all-star MVP. D. Rose, if he doesn't want to guard you, okay, then D. Rose ain't guarding you. But Kobe White, nah, bro. No, sir. Kobe White can't, can't not, not guard you. Guard people. We we've seen Kobe White. They get him ISOed, and it's I'm coming to the basket. You saw Kobe Chris Paul White do it to him. Oh, and, and then wait a minute. I saw them up pointing to him and I saw them up. Oh, oh, he pointed to him and then, and then see everybody clear. Everybody else like, yeah, y'all go that way. I got, I got you. Here's the thing. That ain't going to happen. Go it's not going to happen. But let me throw this out there. Um, sure. Phoenix has been cute. It's nice. It's been cute. But I think yeah. we see the Achilles heel of what always happens with any Chris Paul team. When he's needed, he's injured. Of so, course. If you State can't Farm, get, that's why you got Jake. That's why you got Jake from State Farm hanging yeah. around all, all the time in his house. Well, I'll tell you what, you better ask Jake or Uncle Cliff or somebody to come and play for Chris Paul. Because if they don't get Chris Paul back on that court, this is gonna be a very short series for the Lakers. But but we did see with Chris Paul what a change he can make when he comes to a ball club. Now, is it a problem with him being healthy? Of course it is. The guy's 155 years old, still playing guard in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He's still <laughs> he's still out there. We, we start to see the old-timers start to break down. I mean, you, know, you even start to see LeBron, even though it was more of an injury to LeBron mm-hmm. than it was. But we saw LeBron start to get an old man game anyway in the last couple of seasons. He started playing more of an old man game. You now he's really an old AD man too. game. AD, too. AD is starting yeah. to slow down. It's starting right. to get – you're looking at AD like, ooh, he didn't make that jump like he made normally made. He just right. waits for you to come towards him at the basket. Right. And but and, and then AD, AD is is probably what has probably the best skill set of any man of his size we've seen. Yeah. I I'm mean big, yeah. 
of a of a true big. Now I don't put KD's not a true big. He's just a really tall guard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, <laughs> K, K, has, has KD ever posted anybody up? No. Has he, he ever went down there? No, I mean, has, has KD ever really posted up a guy who was seven feet tall like him? Hell no, 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 no. In fact, hey. he doesn't even. He's like, ah, mm, mm, somebody come get he's him. Not, yeah, he's him. not going down in the post and banging, crabbing somebody down and just, you know, going over the top. KD ain't doing that. Now, he'll if you're a six-foot-five guard, oh, yeah. if you're oh, a six-foot-five yeah. guard, he's going to crab you down. Like he'll post you guard. up there. He'll do it. Oh, yeah. He'll oh, he's going to do that. But, yeah, he's just an oversight. He's just a really tall guard to me. I never put him in big man status. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, it, it like Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was, was a guy who played tough for you down there, but he had more guard skills than he did actually have big man skills. You know, mm -hmm. he'll ball you, but he's more, he was a dog though. He would get down there and try to back you down. But, uh, uh, we, we see guys in the league right now, those hybrids like that, who are so difficult to guard because of that skill set that they have. But when you have guys who are seven feet tall and can drag you outside, they're not, they're not fives anymore. Those, these guys are threes, you know, these are hybrid two pluses. I mean, you can literally almost say KD's a two. So let me ask, is this why Billy Donovan kept trying to put Laurie at the three? Like, yes. is that why he kept trying to put him in small four? He tried to put him at small four because he wanted to play him like Tony Kukoc. He wanted to get him out on it because Tony Kukoc was not a forward. He was a really big guard. Yeah, he was a really and he big wanted, guard. And he, and he was literally a point guard. Tony Kukoc was one of the best passing big men we've ever seen in this league. Mm -hmm. Tony Kukoc was no joke. Yeah, absolutely no joke. I mean, you know, Hall of Famer, no joke. He was mm -hmm. Tony Kukoc was nasty. So we see Laurie marketing. They tried to put him in the same situation as a Tony Kukoc. However, Tony Kukoc was more of a dog than marketing. He was more. Every once in a while, you saw marketing go in there and just try to take and try to take it to somebody. But Tony Kukoc, if you did not guard him, he was going to let it fly and he was going to hit it. Don't guard Tony Kukoc. And, and if you try to double him, he was going to find the open man and get it to somebody. This, these are the two things that Kobe White and Lori Marketing do not do on a consistent basis is find the open man. Oh, wait, and if wait, they wait, don't wait. do that. Wait, we got to stop talking because somebody from New Orleans might hear this and then they may not make the trade. <laughs> Look, the only reason why I think New Orleans is going to get rid of Lonzo Ball because he doesn't really fit exactly what they need. They need an outside presence, a mm. shooter out there, another shooter to open up the inside for Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. Zion Williamson, now is because he's starting to see double teams down the middle, and he is still probably one of the most devastating physical presences in the league. However, can that devastating physical presence, can he win ball games by himself? He's not LeBron James. Mm -hmm. He's not LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. Is he a better, does he have more explosiveness than LeBron? Yeah. He's more explosive than LeBron, but he's not LeBron James, where LeBron has that six foot eight frame. Look, I, I think Zion Williamson's more six four than he is anywhere near six six. And LeBron, <laughs> I think so. And, Le, and LeBron has that physical ability, that speed, mm -hmm. and the ability to handle the ball in the open court. Well, you see Zion Williamson came up as a point guard, so he can handle the ball. 
but he's just one of these guys. You just don't know. Can he continually drop 29 and 30 points a game for you? Mm. Can he can he continually hit you with some triple doubles? Can he? What type of defensive presence is he going to be? Right. You know what I'm saying? He's he, you know, he's a good defender, not great. So mm. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Well, you know what you're listening to. You know who it is. This is The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the talk of the 219. We are the hottest talk in the 219, bringing you all the smoke, all the fire. We're bringing it to you, baby, because we're so on fire, we don't even get to see yeah. We are that good, baby. That's that hot. Wow. This is the hottest talk that you can find, baby. So listen, <laughs> if you haven't liked, subscribed, and shared, make sure you do. And please feel free to leave your comments below. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what content you want us to bring you next. You know who this is. I don't even know why we have to keep doing this. And listen, man, on the next show, we're going to talk about a really big thing that we're getting ready to do. Because Father's Day is going to be a great day for everybody. It might be a sizzle day for you. So make sure that you're listening and make sure that you catch what's going on next. And when we come back and we talk about the NBA, we're going to talk about these playoffs. We're going to talk about what we see going on and what is the move that's going to be made. And can LeBron James make it? to another NBA Finals? It's a good question. It's a good question. Maybe he needs a player like Zach Levine in LA to make it happen. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle. And we'll see you on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to Iron Skillet Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor? It's easy. Look for Iron Skillet Sports or hashtag Skillet underscore sports for our latest episodes. We are Iron Skillet Sports.